I asked Johnny to share a little bit today about convention because Johnny, you know, has been part-time. He came into the industry like the majority of us have, um, working a full-time job, um, trying to keep three or four balls in the air, you know, at the same time. And convention for the first time is not exciting because you've never been. It's an expense and you don't know what to expect. And uh, most of the people that we've had over the years have gone, if not kicking and screaming, at least somewhat reluctantly. And I wanted Johnny to kind of share today what his experience has been, how it shaped his career and shaped him. So, Johnny, if you could share with us. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on the call, guys. Um, yeah, I love this topic. I love talking about convention. I mean, I, I know the importance of going. Um, it has, like you said, it has shaped my career right from the beginning. Um, you know, I can remember, Dick, um, back in August of 2015, um, that was actually my first uh, conference I had ever gone to before. I had been in uh, uh, the uh, business of, of AFLAC, I guess you could say, that type of business, just going in, meeting with, with um, you know, different uh, businesses and their employees and that, that sort of thing. So in to August of 2015, I had gotten into mortgage protection. I was, of course, direct to you and Connie, and I can remember a call that we got on prior to uh, that August convention um, that you and, and Connie both said, hey, this is probably going to be the most important thing that you do for your business is going to convention. And, you know, I decided, okay, well, if Dick and Connie say that I need to go, I need to go. And, um, you know, just keep in mind that very first convention, you know, uh, you know, we were living off of firefighters, uh, you know, salary, which is not a lot. <laughs> and, you know, my only option, honestly, at that time, Dick, was to put the plane ticket, the room um, uh, cost and everything on a credit card. I didn't have the money to go. And I honestly, by making that decision to go, I was able to see the real picture. You know, you can hear it from phone calls. Uh, you can watch webinars. You can do a lot of things to really kind of grasp the picture uh, of Equus. But going to convention is where you're going to really see the real picture. I mean, I, I was able to go in and, and sit in front of, you know, somebody, uh, you know, that may three, four hundred thousand dollars a year, I was able to listen and watch their facial expressions. I was able to listen and watch them talk about how to set an appointment on the phone. And that in itself, you know, I'm kind of a visual guy. It's hard for me to, to learn anything just by, you know, reading or, or listening to somebody over a phone call. But being able to see that in person was was very, very important and helpful to me. Um, you know, I was able to watch that same person build rapport with the client and, um, you know, find out how they sat down and, and, and just got to know the person to start with uh, instead of just jumping right into, uh, you know, the, the product, the cost, that sort of thing. So I was able to learn how to build rapport while I was at that convention, you know, how to actually close a sale um, with critical period. And that was actually a breakout that, that Dick had done um, uh, on critical period. And by me being able to see that and watch Dick and listen to him, um, you know, talk about critical period, it just sunk in for me. And um, what I've learned, you know, from my first conference, uh, Dick actually propelled my business forward 
six months, and it's done that every single conference I've gone to. I hadn't missed not one conference from day one. Um, I was able, over the next few conferences, being able to afford it without putting on my credit card, so that should say something about what conference did for <laughs> me. Um, you know, it, it, it just made me, when I came out of that conference and every single conference I've come out of, Dick, I was fired up. I was ready to get serious about the business. And, you know, over the last three years, um, you know, I hadn't missed a conference. Uh, each time that I attend, you know, I come out knowing more than what I did when I went in. I mean, one thing that I can notice over the years is, that, is you know, by bringing in agents, I think uh, our conference in August, I had 10 or 11, maybe 12 agents to come in. And I know I've always heard this. I've heard you say it, Dick. Um, every 10 agents that you bring to conference with you, that's a $50,000 a month agency. And I can tell you from experience, that's exactly what happened to my business when I brought, you know, 10 agents in. Right now, uh, I'm pushing 20 agents. So I, here's what's going to happen over the next 90 days is my, my business every single month is, is going to be consistent $100,000. I know it is. It's just the way it works out. Um, you know, I'm hoping, uh, I've been talking with Marsh and Wendell and Dave and everyone, I'm hoping that our team has 30 people there. So we're working that out right now to try to get each and every agent, uh, you know, to conference. Um, I, I've seen the same thing happen to other agents. You know, you look at Robert Balgatch, Dave Crocker, Marsh, uh, Wendell de Guzman, and that's just on my team. I've seen their business uh, propel six months in advance by being at conference and also bringing agents in to see the real picture. Um, so, you know, I guess my point, guys, is, is uh, you know, if you don't have a ticket to conference, get it. Get it today. Uh, you know, even if you have to borrow the money. <laughs> you know, I'll put it on my credit card. You might have to do that. But get that ticket today because I promise you the ratios – of those that don't attend conference and make it in this industry is really slim to none. That's what it's actually going to take for you to propel your business. And I'm, I'm excited. I, I wish conference was, was tomorrow, to be honest with you, Dick. I'm excited to get back in there with you guys and, and learn more and, and really get the real picture of, of what Phase 2 is, uh, you know, coming up for us. Well, Johnny, thank you very much. You know, we've always said, those other, of us that have been going for a while, convention always comes at the right time. You're just almost at the end of your rope, and uh, convention comes, and you shimmy right on up that road again. You know, so uh, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing, because uh, it is so important, guys. And, and Johnny's right. You know, for every 10 agents, a builder brings to a convention – that represents $50,000 in premium per month, 90 days down the road. And that is one of those, it's kind of like the law of gravity. It just hasn't changed in 23 years. So, uh, Johnny, thank you very much for sharing this morning. And I hope everybody understands you're speaking from your heart and they take it to heart. Uh, today I wanted to cover the value of education when it comes to selling life insurance and I had uh, five cases yesterday that I was called from the home on or called prior to going, and any one or all five of which could easily have been the one highlighted on today's call. Uh, the one that I, I chose really drives home the point of making sure you, one, learn to speak in bullet points, and two, you do it so it's effectively, it's not just blah, 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 blah. And uh, I was looking back through how I raised my fit 
fell from failure to success this morning and uh, ran across uh, one of the stories he was telling about agents that just go in and talk, and um, they're not effective. They said everything they wanted to say. They got their message out, but it was flat. It was not effective because they weren't speaking in bullet points. Uh, the case yesterday that really stood out in my mind, this was the text I got prior to the agent going to the house. 44-year-old male, smokes two cigarettes a day. Second point, another agent there three days ago wrote up an ROP um, for $190 a month for 106000 coverage. The third point was I ran the numbers on the pilot program we've got, and the ROP there was $75 a month cheaper. And then the CFG was $30 a month cheaper. And when I look at that $190 a month for $106,000, I think it might have even been higher than that. But that, that gives you the picture of what we're talking about. So what we did is we prepared to present these, uh, these products that we had uh, with an explanation of the differences. And, and I, I'm going to share what the differences are in a, in a minute, but the preparation helped the agent know going in. They didn't walk in and then try to have to figure something out. Because they already had the, the numbers there, they, they looked, sounded, and spoke with much more authority. So that preparation beforehand makes a big difference. So the agent arrives at the house at the appointment, and they actually find out that the client had been told ROP did not exist because it was on the letter, and, and the client said, well, I'm interested in the return of premium. The agent says, that does not exist. Well, he said, but the next best thing to that is, is a smart UL where you can get your money back at the end. Well, the client kind of in default says, well, okay, if that's the closest I can get. Um, the agent gave little or no explanation on how a UL works. Uh, when they left, they left behind his or her name, a phone number, and these two statements. I thought this was interesting. The first statement was, do not make any changes to your policy without talking to us first. And this was just kind of scratched out the bottom of the page. The second statement was, do not go with another company until you talk to us first. And I don't think the client thought too much about it at the time until our agent arrived. So when our agent gets in the house and calls me, this is another point, you know, a relatively new agent, so it was important that they get another set of eyes and ears to look at this and another tongue to speak on it, and uh, they explain what you just heard about a minute ago, 44 years old, two cigarettes a day and everything. And um, they put me on speaker and asked me, uh, a couple of questions about it. So this is what I did. I addressed, I said, the Smart UL is a really good product if it's well designed. It's, it's really pretty good in most situations, but the, the disadvantages and the reason I don't offer a UL for mortgage protection very often is you've got to pay on it forever because if you're really looking for money back, you know it's really got to be designed properly and in most situations, if you live to be 80, you got to pay until you're 80. Uh, the client wasn't too interested in that. And then I explained to him the reason I like the ROP plans. Uh, and the main reason is, is there's an end date. 
you know you know when you can stop paying. Uh, when you no longer need the coverage, you stop paying and you get your money back. And I could just sense he didn't say much, but uh, he was he was playing his cards close to the chest. But I just sensed from him opening up a little bit that he really liked what he had just heard. Then I explained the differences in why one plan they only save thirty dollars a month and you get your money back, and you have the option of exchanging that money for a paid-up policy with the pre, uh, permanent coverage, and you stop paying. And, I, and guys, you, I, I, I've become a wordsmith over the years, and to use that phrase, stop paying, is so empowerful. Um, then I said the $75 a month savings plan, uh, it has living benefits. And I said, in that situation there, and this is with the return of premium, if in 10, 15, or 20 years from now, you have cancer, stroke, or a heart attack and can't work for six months to a year, this, this new plan provides a foreclosure protection benefit. You know, if you don't die or need the foreclosure be- protection benefit, you get your money back. But in many cases, this provision will prevent people from losing their home due to an illness. And I said, but if you don't use any of that, you get your money back, you stop making payments. I said, now at that time, you know, you don't have the option of exchanging that for a permanent plan. But what you do have is you have the option of um, using that money to buy an annuity. Now, our agent at that time was able to write up a policy, and the one that they put together for this person, as I recall, was $175 a month with full return of premium and living benefits. So the client now has a foreclosure protection benefit option. They have a death benefit if they die too soon, and they get all their money back at the end. And you're going to hear about this new company and its benefits at conventions, but those on the pilot program uh, should have worked most of the kinks out by them by, by that point in time. But my point is here, you know, we took the time to educate the client on what the other guy didn't do. We took the time to educate them on the two options we have and allowed the client to make the decision. Now, when you were listening to that story, did it sound like that that client was being sold anything? If you had witnessed the phone call, no, you wouldn't have. It would have just been the situation, these are the three options, these are the way the three programs work, which one best suits your situation or your needs. Now, my point in the education part today (coughs) is this. Had that original uh, agent educated his clients on how the smart UL worked, its living benefits, the member benefits, they probably wouldn't have lost that case. Let me give you an example. If if that agent had taken the time to point out on now on this particular plan the member benefits, if you have children, they have orphan benefits, scholarships, and the $900 a month. You have legal help on making a will. You know, that's provided for you. The second point is, and I'm, I'm speaking in, in bullet points here, you have a foreclosure protection benefit with the, the smart UL that will protect you in the event of cancer, stroke, or heart attack. It's flexible. The third point is you can uh, adjust the premiums up or down. And if you want to stop paying on this program in 20 or 30 years, just add more money to the premium and you can stop paying and not make payments in your 70s or 80s. Had that agent taken the time to do that, 
they would have saved that case. No, they didn't do that. They wrote, um, first they lied and said return of premium didn't exist. That was, that was the big, that probably was the biggest asset we had, was them not telling the truth and, uh, and saying that ROP didn't exist. But secondly, they didn't take the time to explain how that worked. They just wrote two statements at the bottom. Don't go with another company and don't change this without calling us. You know, so that was probably, I suspect, a pretty big flag, uh, red flag for the for the client that had bought that property or that insurance. And um, all of this was exposed because the agent was not forthright when they started the whole presentation. The letter said there's return of premium. So if you're in a house, <coughs> guys and the client is too old to get return of premium, take the time to explain that to them. If they're 61 years old, say, now, you know, this is something that a lot of our younger clients are able to do, but it's not available for our older clientele because there isn't enough time to earn enough interest to get the money back. That's all they need to hear. You know, it's interesting, Dick, uh, this whole thing, because that agent, uh, that first agent, he probably wasn't dishonest, guys. He just wasn't trained. A lot of times, especially at other companies, they throw a new agent out there to the wolves, so to speak, and tell them to sink or swim. And he may have been a little desperate for some Christmas money, so he didn't, he didn't lie. Well, he, no, I'm sorry, he, he did didn't. lie. He may not have known there was anything like that. So... What we want to understand from this also is the importance of being there for new agents. Notice that the, our agent called from the home, and Dip was able to be an advocate for her, another voice. One thing I find really interesting in this, Dick, is that that first agent went to all the trouble to have those two comments written out, and the client ignored both of them. Because if he hadn't already had the second appointment, he made one. And if he did, according to what he wrote out, he should have canceled uh, our, our agent. So I thought that was really interesting that subconsciously that bossy comment, do not, do not, uh, really didn't resonate very well with that client. Well, what the story the agent was telling didn't match up with the letter he received. Yes, exactly. And that's why, guys, when you're going in, I'm glad you brought that up, because a number of years ago we had an agent that was insistent on giving the people full, or fully underwritten to save them money. And he lost a large percentage of the cases about 30 days after the people bought. And, what, and the reason he did is the letter said you don't have to do the exam and 30 days later, all these companies do a remail again, and he gets another letter that says, you don't have to do an exam, and it reminds him or her that, wait a minute, this agent made me do that. They feel like they've been baited and switched. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what we say has got to match up with what the letter says, and it's got to match up with what we said on setting the appointment to go there to begin with. Because, guys, they are looking. I, I'm amazed not everyone, but a significant number of uh, clients we go see literally have a copy of the letter there. 
that they made a copy of it before they sent it in because they were suspect about return of premium, and they were suspect, especially in the early days, about not having to do an exam. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I wanted to bring up some specific phrases to, to use because words matter. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you can learn how and when and where to insert these into your presentation, it will make a, a significant difference for you. Uh, and incidentally, some of these phrases that I got are at convention last time <laughs> talking about living benefits. <laughs> so I, I had three pages just on this uh, that I took from the last convention. But that phrase, a silent epidemic of medical-related foreclosures. Now, when I say that to you, you don't have a clue to what I'm talking about, but it doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. You know, and uh, that, that's an important thing because it is when you realize 3,000 houses of homes a day are foreclosed on due to a medical um, situation, cancer, stroke, or heart attack where people couldn't work, 3,000 a day. And we have got the cure for financial cancer. That's a cancer. Um, I love the, uh, the phrase, and um, this is one that I actually came up with, foreclosure protection benefit. And when you throw that one out, it needs to be followed up with, you know, now this plan's got a foreclosure protection benefit provision with it. Have you ever known anybody, and you followed up with, have you ever known anybody that had cancer, stroke, or heart attack, and they didn't die? Now, if they're real young, you have to ask, have, have your parents had any friends who had cancer, stroke, or heart attack, and they didn't die? You know, but if anybody's over 40, they, they know somebody like that. Well, this plan here gives the family enough money to live on that six months or a year that they can't work while they're taking their chemo treatments so that they don't have to worry about making the mortgage payment. They don't have to worry about who's going to buy groceries or how they're going to pay their light bill. And guys, I tell you, when you finally get this information from your head to your heart, then you're going to become like Wendell de Guzman and Dante Williams and Lydia Marrero and Raphael. You're going to be telling everybody, you know, if you literally had the cure to cancer, if you knew if you ate a pound of cabbage a day, that would, keep, that would guarantee you you didn't get cancer, you'd be telling everybody in the world, go get a pound of cabbage every day and eat it. And you would do it yourself. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you guys don't have your families well covered, this might be a great Christmas present. Good point. Uh, another point that they made that I thought was so powerful was living benefits, folks, are not a luxury. Mm. They're a necessity mm. to protect families from that silent epidemic. Think about that. Living benefits are not a luxury. They're a necessity. And when you realize the power of what those living benefits do – and, and realize you don't have to buy an IUL to get them. You know, a lot of people cannot buy or afford a Cadillac, but they still need to get across town or they still need to get across work. We've got the less expensive vehicle to get there through a term product. They can get it with a 15-year term. They can get living benefits. Is that the best thing in the world? No, but it's better than a bicycle. So it gives them what they need to get where they need to go. Think about this for a second. In the last 20 years, over $2.1 billion has been paid out in living benefits to families to protect them from um, foreclosure, from that silent epidemic. And that's just with one of the carriers we use. 
That's with National Life Group. $2.1 billion. Do you have any idea how many families they've prevented having to file medical foreclosure and losing their home? Guys, this is a real big deal. And we need to get this information from our head down to our heart because everybody we talk to is a prospect. And probably after the first year after convention, we'll have Dante on because that's been his market, just understanding and talking to people about things they didn't know even existed. So uh, at this point, we're at that time of the year when momentum um, can fade. Uh, December, Connie, the years I was in the field, I think 11 years of nine or 11 years that I was in the field, December was my best month of the year. Wow. And the reason being is I had the momentum starting in September, carried into October, all through November, and then I had all this momentum going, and I wrote that business in December then. Now, momentum can be your most powerful asset. On the other hand, lack of momentum can be your greatest liability. It can be, that's for sure. Well, either place that you find yourself in today, whether it's your biggest asset or your greatest liability, the book, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Betcher, guys, that's got to be a must-read for everybody on the call today. And anybody who's not on the call that you know, uh, between now and January 2nd, that's your homework assignment. That's something everybody's got to do. It is, and I can't tell you how many times Dick has read it. I have a shortcut on my keyboard to make certain I can send it out to people. Guys, it is, our, it is only one of two books that we recommend to every new agent that they read in their first 30 days. And so if you haven't read it, I, I don't need a text telling me that, but I, w I would say this. If you're struggling and you've been with us more than 30 days, that's part of your struggle. Uh, lack of personal development is almost always one of the reasons that people are struggling. And those two things that Dick just mentioned about momentum, it can be good or it can be a, a liability. Both of those can be fixed and mag or magnified with this book. And if you just finished How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling, go ahead and catch the Equus Book of the Month, which is uh, The Noticer by uh, Andy Andrews. And I, Andy Andrews is one of my very favorite authors. I have to tell you why. It's because it's so easy. <laughs> it's such an easy read, but it's very in, easy to internalize and actually put into practice. So if, uh, if you're new to reading, if you're new to personal development on a regular basis, it might be okay to start with Andy Andrews because it is so enjoyable to just sit down. He has several books that are less than 100 pages. But by all means, make How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling the second one, and don't let that slip by. Thank you, Connie. Uh, do you want to uh, address our call schedule for the holiday season? I will do that. Um, next week is Christmas, and we just hope that you will all celebrate uh, with your families the way that you can make memories and make traditions and make uh, relationships. Because, guys, as we said uh, when we spoke at convention in August, the only thing in life that really matters is your good health and relationships. Everything else is just 
kind of a byproduct. So make that happen. There will be no call next week. Um, but just as Christmas is, all, is on Tuesday, so will New Year's be on Tuesday. And so we're going to actually have our call on Monday. Um, we know that's hard, but we also know that it's really difficult um, to go two weeks without a call. So for those who aren't traveling, aren't partying, or whatever, we will have the call on Monday, and I'll put several notices in crew about that. Uh, it will be at 10 o'clock Monday morning, December 31st, and we'll get that out. Guys, have a great week. We are here to help you either overcome your lack of momentum or continue the momentum that you have and I'm going to stop the recording.